This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. You're listening to the Knowledge at Wharton podcast. I'm Rachel Kipp, Associate Editorial Director of the Knowledge at Wharton website. We're here with Wharton Management Professor Valentina Esenova to talk a little bit about some of her research. Valentina, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me here. Now, I'd first like to ask you a little bit about your research actually covers a lot of different areas of focus. You look at the emergence of entrepreneurial activity and also microfinance and crowdfunding. Could you talk a little bit about some of the different areas that you've studied? Of course. So broadly, my, I'm very interested in how startups obtain capital and what are some of the factors that enable them to survive and grow over time. And I've looked at this question in a variety of different contexts. Some of the contexts that I'm very drawn to are emerging markets, where there are many different impediments to entrepreneurial growth and success um, than there are in the U.S., And I've also looked at markets that are emerging within the United States, such as crowdfunding, which have revolutionized the way that entrepreneurs obtain capital and the ways in which they're able to succeed, the kinds of entrepreneurs that that are able to succeed in the United States. So within Sub-Saharan Africa, I've been very interested in um, a couple of different streams of research. One of them is looking at what benefits formalization has on the ability of micro-entrepreneurs to succeed and to grow their firms over time. So uh, very recently in one of my papers, I've examined the growth trajectories of over 12,000 firms across 1,800 countries in sub-Saharan Africa, alongside with my co-author, Olaf Sorensen, at the Yale School of Management. And in this research, we find that the ways in which entrepreneurs perceive their local contexts, and in particular the trust that they have in their local governments, is very strongly predictive of both their willingness to register their businesses right at founding and subsequently to attract outside capital such as equity financing, debt financing, and to attract employees for the startups. So formalization is very important, but uh, there are many impediments to doing to to formalizing firms across contexts. Within the United States, I have been much more focused on examining uh, entrepreneurial finance, both venture capital networks and the role of limited partners in those networks uh, for allocating capital to different firms and different um, investment opportunities, and on the growth of crowdfunding and the way that that has affected the ability for entrepreneurs to raise capital across the United States, in particular for technology-based ventures. Now, for the to focus a little bit more on the, one of the crowdfunding papers, now you had looked a little bit at how crowdfunding or whether crowdfunding expands the type of the type or the people who are getting funded for entrepreneurial projects. Can you talk a little bit about some of the key takeaways from this paper? Sure. So just to give our listeners a little bit of a background on this um, question, crowdfunding represents a new form of finance for entrepreneurial ventures in the United States. So typically, entrepreneurs have had several um, different opportunities or different options for obtaining financing, one of them being venture capital. And venture capital in the United States is very highly concentrated within a a few different geographies, um, in particular right around the Cambridge area, as well as Silicon Valley. So many entrepreneurs that have wanted to succeed have found themselves moving to Silicon Valley and trying to network with venture capitalists in order to succeed. 
And of course, the types of entrepreneurs that are successful at that have tended to be um, a particular subset of people. Uh, we know from prior research that they've tended to be white men with Stanford MBAs and graduate degrees. And um, they, they're not representative of many of the other kinds of entrepreneurs who are coming up with innovative ideas around the United States. So in this, in this paper, uh, me and my co-authors examine what effect uh, crowdfunding, in particular raising capital through Kickstarter for technology-based campaigns, has had on entrepreneurs' subsequent ability to attract venture capital in those very same areas. And in this paper, we find a very strong relationship between the growth of crowdfunding between 2009 and 2014 and the growth of follow-on venture capital investment activity in those very geographies around the United States that have not traditionally attracted a lot of capital. So all of that is to say that crowdfunding appears to be democratizing access to capital among a larger pool of innovators that are coming up with innovative ideas around the U.S. And uh, we're seeing that this trend is very strongly positive and has been increasing over time. So what does this mean for me if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm trying to get my project funded or if I am maybe somebody who wants to fund entrepreneurship? Well, if you are an entrepreneur, this is great news because it means that you can, you can, you don't have to move to Silicon Valley. You don't have to have a graduate degree from Stanford in order to succeed. Um, if you have a great idea, being going on a platform like Kickstarter can give you great visibility, not just among the crowd and the backers who can identify and screen these potential ideas, but it can subsequently, your success on one of these platforms can subsequently attract venture capitalists to your area and to your types of projects and ideas. And so practically what it means is that crowdfunding might be a very first step to uh, for the crowd to selecting fantastic ideas that have a lot of high growth potential. Now, for your what's next for your research, you have some things going on in both of these streams. So could you tell us a little bit about that? I do. Uh, yes. So in crowdfunding, I am currently looking at dynamics of crowdfunding among minority and women entrepreneurs. And these are groups that have traditionally... Uh, not been as successful as as white educated men from upper class backgrounds or middle class backgrounds. And so really focusing on these, uh, quote unquote, atypical entrepreneurs, um, I am trying to understand what factors enable the very successful women and minorities to overcome many of the biases and many of the impediments to obtaining capital for a startup. Uh, in particular, I'm interested in several different factors. One of them is the motivations of the entrepreneurs themselves, whether these motivations are social or communal, and the ways in which that affects their drive and their ability to succeed. A second factor that I'm looking at is the role of their interpersonal networks, um, so the role of friendship networks, communal networks, and kinship networks in these entrepreneurs' ability to raise follow-on funding for their startups to survive as for-profit or non-profit organizations over time, and for their ability to uh, be rated as very highly innovative by their backers. Valentina, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You can find all of Knowledge of Wharton's podcasts on the Knowledge of Wharton website. We're at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. You can also find us by subscribing to us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review. 
For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.